Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for another episode of a Run and Thought podcast. Coming to you from Keao, Hawaii, on top of a volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I am Clint, and thank you for returning for episode number 13. I apologize. I have not done one of these in quite a while. The world is upside down. Um, I actually have recorded, I think, two, three uh, kind of half episodes before this. Um, I have not used them (laughs) because they put me in such a uh, bad mood and and they were such a downer because of everything that's going on right now that I didn't really want to release them and honestly I got frustrated and depressed and just turned off the uh the garage band and went to bed um so yeah uh it is a bummer uh more than a bummer everything that's going on right now is crazy um but I don't really feel like I'm the person to really wax political on the things that are going on I think coming at it from just a more personal angle is probably the best way that I'm going to be able to approach this because you know I'll just be honest with you I don't want to make anybody upset or feel alienated or um you know open myself to criticism or undue criticism or, or whatever um, but at the same time like I I tend to be pretty transparent and um, say how I feel and so today it seems like no matter what um, a person says no matter what their intention is it, it's always twisted you know one way or another to kind of fit the um, the agenda of people that don't like that person or uh, people that want to get some kind of advantage over that person. So I feel like I'm probably not a person that has many people that are trying to get anything that I have um, or get some kind of advantage um, over me. But at the same time, like um, I am a person, I live in the world. I don't want anybody coming to my house because of, uh, something that might be misinterpreted on this, uh, podcast and, you know, having a problem with me and stuff happening. So, uh, again, I choose my words pretty carefully, even though I try to be transparent and, um, say how I feel, but I mean, how do I feel? Uh, so yeah, I'm not going to, I think I'm going to steer clear of touching on the actual events and I'm just going to speak from my personal experiences um, and what I feel is kind of the, the best course to take in a person's life. And so I'll, I'll preface that um, with... This whole conversation with myself uh, is going to 
basically pertain to how no person should just take what someone else says, believe it, and then act on it uh, like as their ethos, right? So even though I'm going to tell you what I think, I don't think that you should take what I say and then necessarily make that the end all be all like how you're going to proceed forward and I don't think many people will I think people are pretty smart and uh, can make educated decisions for themselves and so um, take this as you're interested in what I have to say right but you don't necessarily uh, there's no expectation from me that you, you need to do uh, everything that I do or, or um, think how I think or whatever. So um, onward with this. Uh, how do I feel? Like at, at the core, I think that people should be able to go their entire lives without being messed with from outside forces. Sorry, I just hit the microphone stand. Sorry about that. Um, what in the world does that mean? Well, I just, I think that people should just be allowed to live their life and not be poked and prodded. Uh, not have people tell them, you know, you need to live this way or, or that way. And I mean, to be quite honest, I think that the the society that we've come to and um, the things that we aspire to as a society are a little bit backwards. So we live our whole lives trying to go down, or I say, I say we, um, I mean a lot of people. Everybody doesn't do the same, but a lot of people have um, chosen for one reason or another, um, to be on this path kind of that everybody um, is taking or a lot of people are taking, where we have this kind of linear uh, path and you must achieve like certain things to have quote unquote success in your life. And so you have to go to school you have to get out of school and then go to college and then you know if you get a associate's degree well okay but if you get a bachelor's degree okay well that's a little better if you get a master's degree okay now you're moving uh you get a doctorate now you're shaking you get out of college um whatever degree you pursue Right. And we've even there's even um, degree uh, like degrees is a bad word, but there's there's either there's even, um, you know, differences or levels within that. So like, oh, where did you go to school? Um, I went here. You know, oh, OK. Or I went to Harvard. Oh, that's better. You know, um, I went to community college. Oh, Okay, I see. You know, like we've we've set that up, and then also like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, engineer. 
awesome. Uh, oh, I'm going to art school. <laughs> you know, people have these preconceived notions. So, like, even if you think you're doing the right thing, in somebody else's eyes, you may be doing the wrong thing. So put that in your pocket, okay? And we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, you know, I understand, too, like, just to to break this thought for a minute. I understand too that I'm not the best articulator and this may be coming off really uneducated and stupid sounding. I'm just telling it the the best way that I can and I'm going off the cuff here. This is not scripted. I'm I'm actually forming these thoughts as I speak. So um forgive me if I can't think of the most eloquent word or or whatever but so um i think you get my drift so far it's like you go to school and then you got to get out and you got to get a job okay but then there's levels to that too okay so where do you work Mm, i work for ge awesome i work for um google awesome oh i work at at amazon warehouse Mm. Mm -mm -mm. or i work at the supermarket Mm. Mm -mm -mm. you know that people judge even that right so you're technically doing the right thing uh, but it's just not good enough for some people put that in your pocket we'll touch on that later Um, and so you spend your life on this path right and you're not supposed to deviate from that uh or else you risk the uh, being shunned by society and the people that you love and care about, I guess. I don't know. Um, so you do all that and you do all that for an entire lifetime. And then at the end of your life, you look back and what have you done? You've gone to school. You've gone to work. You've spent your life doing things that other people think that you should do. And maybe you were happy and maybe you had some good experiences in there. I'm not saying that doing following that path is going to negate your life or is going to detract. Not at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that just most people tend to follow a path that's kind of the way and never think about deviating from that um, or trying something else and then every now and then you'll you'll get people that do think that way hmm I don't want to follow this path I don't like it I want to go do something else and so sometimes that works out for them sometimes um, it doesn't so there's really not any one one way or one path that's better, I guess, um, or worse. It's just the deal is that no human being has been alive for what more than 114 years. I don't know what the oldest human being, uh, the oldest age is, but I mean, let's face it after uh, a certain age, sorry if this is being discriminatory but there there is kind of an age right um if you're in your 90s 
probably you're slowing down. Okay, we'll put it that way. If you're in your 80s, you're probably slowing down a little bit. 70s, you may be slowing down. So there's kind of like, even if the oldest person was 120, right? There's a period of slowdown where people have kind of lived um, the, or done the bulk of the things that, that they're going to do in their lifetime. And then there's that kind of period of slowdown. Or at least that's my perception. I don't know. I've not reached those ages yet. Hopefully one day. Um, but that's just my impression is that there is a slowdown that occurs. And that's just based off of observation of um, my family. And, um, yeah. And so life is really not that long for any of us. And I would argue that it's really not long enough to know all the ins and outs, right? And certainly people's lives are filled with so many things that most of us don't have time to sit and ponder uh, the meaning of life or uh, really explore like our surroundings and, and how, how we feel about things. Um, most of us are too busy in the, in the so-called rat race to really figure these things out. Uh, and so what, what is my point with that? My point with that is that even if somebody says that they know everything, they can't possibly know everything. Just take a moment to think about your own life. It doesn't matter how, how old you are. If you're older than me, I'm, I'm pushing 40. Um, if you're younger than me, just think about the things that you've had to learn in your life. And so be honest with yourself. Do you feel like you know all there is to know? You probably know enough to get by, um, but if you're being honest with yourself, if you're being really honest, you don't know everything. All right, and so here's the other thing. So first, nobody can know everything, right? And so with that in mind, the, the other part comes into play. There are a lot of people, or there are people, I don't know if there's a lot, but there are people that would have you believe that they know um, what's best for everybody else, right? Um, and they would have you, by hook or crook, think exactly the way that they think and do exactly the way that they think you should do. Where I stand on that is that that should not be because no one person knows everything that there is to know. And so to me, that is an equalizer of all people. We're all learning as we go. There's no guidebook for life. There's not really uh, a life coach that's worth listening to because what do they know? They've not lived any longer than any other human. They're still trying to figure stuff out too. So 
I don't mean like don't listen to people. Uh, it's not what I'm saying. Definitely learn, but always keep in mind that that person may not know everything. Just like me sitting here talking to everybody who's listening. I, I don't know everything. I'm just telling you what I think is true based on what I've observed in my life. Sorry, I had to get some water. And so what have I observed in my life? Quite a bit, actually. Um, I've seen the worst of people. And I've seen the best of people. I've seen the worst of myself. And I've seen the best of myself. And... You know, I'll be quite honest with you. Some of that has made me pretty happy. Some of it has made me extremely depressed. There's times where I hate myself. Uh, there's times where I'm happy with myself. There's times where I really hate being in the world with other people. And there's times where I love it. It fluctuates. It changes. My opinion is dynamic. I'm dynamic. Everybody's dynamic. I believe that people can change over time. Um, I believe that it's necessary. It's a necessity. In order to continue to live, you have to be able to adapt and overcome. And so... Within all that, the, the good things and the bad things, there there's kind of core tenets that I've learned. Right? And I'm not going to go really deep into why. I think you can probably postulate why, just based off of the, the things that I'm about to say. But one of the first things that's top of my mind every day of my life at this point I've not always thought this way, but now I do. Um, and I've felt this way for, I don't know, a good two, three years now. When, or not when, uh, in life, and this is going to sound kind of sad. I don't mean it to be sad or um goth kid but I feel like it's the truth in life you're by yourself you're 100% alone at all times it doesn't matter if you're surrounded by friends or family uh, you're alone at all times you come into this world alone you leave this world alone there's people that come into your life for a brief time that care for you and that make life better and can can make it a happier experience there's people that come into your life hopefully for a brief period that can make it worse that can derail it and push you off course or make you feel horrible um, and then there's that area in between those two extremes 
where people will come in and out and do what they will and that's going to make you feel some kind of way the fact is your last day on earth nobody is going to be able to hold your hand and walk with you into whatever follows this life the other fact is no matter what kind of influences you have in life the way that you handle situations and the way that you perceive information and act on the information that's given to you in life is 100% owned by you And so the onus is on every person to really take stock of what's going on around them. And you can grab those two things that I asked you to keep in your pocket before. We're going to talk about those now. Because like I said, there's that path that everybody's supposed to take, right? Um, if you go down that path and it doesn't work out for you, nobody's going to be there to come and, and pick you up and say, oh, shucks, you know, sorry for you. Um, here's your consolation prize or, or whatever. That doesn't happen. If you fail on that path, you fail. You listened to what everybody else was doing and you decided to do that for yourself and it became a failure. That can be turned into something else. It doesn't have to end there, right? I'm not trying to rain uh, depressing thoughts on everybody. But if you take stock of that idea, I'm going to go on this path. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to graduate school. I'm going to go to college, graduate college. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to work there for 30 years or whatever. I'm going to become the, the CEO, right? And look down on everybody from my ivory tower. If that doesn't work out for you, or let's say at the end of all that, you wish you would have done things differently. You can't live your life in a way where you blame the other people that told you you should do that because you did it. 100% of the, all the decisions that you made during the course of that time are on you. People, this pull this out of your pocket too. People will tell you to do this and that. People always want to give a lot of advice about things. Just like I'm giving advice right now. If you choose to act on my advice or anybody else's, usually the way it goes, if that somehow turns out awful, 
person that dispensed that advice is nowhere to be found. And all of the accountability is on you. Right? I tell my son all the time, and this has played out on several occasions. People will push you to the edge. People will, pu- will push you to do things, uh, say things, be a certain way, act a certain way. When that all goes south, you look around and those people are nowhere. So how do I feel about things? I feel like people should take a minute to look around, to start forming some coherent thoughts for themselves, to think about how they really feel because there's kind of a tactical reaction that happens when something so uh, visceral and appalling when we wit- when we witness these things you know right in front of us right or on our tv screens or it, there's a reaction that happens immediately and there's there's that impetus to want to take that tactical response and yes I'm borrowing from Jocko Willink there's a thought that we have to act immediately that we have to be whatever emotion we're feeling at that time so if it's anger then we have to be angry and we have to you know espouse anger and if anybody else is not angry then they're not with us they're not on the other they're they're on the other side right so there's that immediate reaction and that's not always a bad thing but what i'm saying is my thought is if you have the time to do it step away from that emotional response and it's hard to do But if you'll step away from that emotion and start to look at things, how did this happen? Sometimes the answers are not apparent. They're not very clear and they're not readily available. You have to really dig. But you have to think about how you feel and why. Why do you feel that way? Is it really, is the reason that something awful happened really what the news is saying? Is it really what everybody else is saying? It may be, but you need to form those thoughts for yourself. And definitely don't let somebody tell you that, hey, if you're not with the gang, And you're on the other side because like I said before there are no sides we all suffer the same fate there will come a day for every human being on this planet it will be their last you'll eat your last meal maybe sleep your last sleep And then you won't be anymore. 
I'm in that boat with everybody else. Nobody, the gang, whoever, they're not going to hold your hand into whatever comes next after this. So don't let them rule over you during this life. Flip side, you can't let people walk all over you either. And so, you know, I, I get that there's anger and frustration. It makes sense. People should be angry and frustrated. Those are the perfect emotions. But we can't get caught up in that. And we can't, we can't begin to take sides, right? So on to my next thought. One of the things that has helped me the most in my life is just my experience. Results may vary. As a kid, I grew up in not so great places. Um, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my mom, who was not so great of a person. I didn't have much idea of what the world really was outside of my limited experience. And my limited experience was the world was a pretty hard place. When I was about 12 or 13, that experience changed when I went to live with my dad somewhere completely different. I started to see things were not horrible everywhere in some ways they were a lot better there were some things that were a little bit worse I didn't like them as well when I was sorry I'm, I'm just being very vague I don't feel like there's really a need to, to go into like details the point is my, my world view changed as the scenery changed and as I began to have conversations and learn about a new set of people, right? So in one place, it's having not so good time, kind of a cruel um, existence. People didn't necessarily place a lot of importance on my life or my feelings or wants or needs as a child I moved from that into a different situation where people actually cared nothing was perfect in, in either uh, location but my attitude definitely changed a little bit my outlook on life changed a whole lot. Um, things were different. When I was 19, I joined the Navy. Not really knowing much of the world outside of my limited experience. I had a lot of preconceived notions about what... Um, the I guess the world was about and what everything was like and you know I thought 
that the world looked a lot like everything that I had ever seen in my life. I had what my dad has coined as and now I've now I've drawn a blank. <laughs> Sorry. He's coined a phrase uh but basically I've assumed right the fallacy of assumption. I don't think that's exactly his his coined phrase, but you get my point. I had assumed that the world looked exactly like what I had been exposed to. Why? Because I had no frame of reference for anything outside of my limited experience. I was 19, and at that point in time, I had convinced myself that I knew everything, that uh, there was nothing that I could learn. You know, typical, I think, of a lot of young people. No offense, young people. I was a young people once, too. Uh, but yeah, so I joined the Navy. And so I went back to Chicago, where I spent a little bit of my childhood. And so that wasn't vastly different, but the people that I came in contact with during my first uh, few years of the Navy, well, I won't say first few years, during the first year, so we're talking about basic training and um, corpsman A school and um, that was all in Great Lakes uh, the people that I came in contact with were way different it was a whole entire different culture something that I had seen from the outside but had never truly had the full experience um, from the inside and so I had to learn a totally different worldview, a totally, a totally different way to live my life. And I had people telling me um, everything that I was going to do from the time I woke up until uh, the time I went to sleep at night. And that includes what I was going to eat, what, how I was going to dress, how I was going to walk, you know, all of that. And so that was, that was different. And immediately my worldview changed. Once again, hmm, up until that time, the world kind of revolved around me. I began to realize that it did not, in fact, revolve around me. And really and truly, nobody really gave a crap if I woke up from one day to the next or didn't. Life pretty much went on. I wasn't special. I was the same as everybody else. Please don't misconstrue what I'm getting at here. I'm not saying that people are not special. I'm not saying that everybody's the same as everybody else. Everybody's different, for sure. There's human aspects and there's experiences in our life that lead us to a place where we're all different. And it's all so uh, there's so many combinations of that that probably no two people are exactly the same 
right? Because any number of things can happen during the course of a person's life. But so it was at this time that I began to realize, hey, you know, I'm not special. I am in a place where everybody's kind of equal importance, more or less. Um, And then, of course, there's hierarchies to that, depending on, you know, rank. And um, I had people that kind of owned my my existence, too. And so I wasn't used to that. I mean, of course, I had parents and, and teachers and things, but never to this degree. And so that was a little bit different. There was, and then all of a sudden I had, you know, huge responsibility and uh, a lot of pressure to perform on me, which I had never had in my my life up until then. And so my worldview changed. Suddenly I started to be a little bit, um, I guess, more judgy of who I hung around or, um, you know, what their goals kind of were. So like-minded individuals, right? Because you don't want to stick out. You don't want to be with somebody that's a troublemaker because then you're associated with that and you know, you're lumped right along in with them. So whether guilty or, or not, you're by association guilty. And so that's when also the the world started to become real too. And I kind of started to realize the not not to the degree that I am at now, but I started to realize the aloneness aspect of life at that point because there was no no one there mommy daddy weren't there to help me um brush my teeth at night or whatever you know fold my clothes for me or make up my bed or get up in the morning or whatever um there was no there was no kind words or anything like that it was just you know you're gonna do this and, and that's the end of it and so Sorry to get long-winded on that, but the main thing, my worldview changed at that point. So as my time in the Navy progressed, I was fortunate enough to go to some different duty stations and be exposed to even more uh, people and places. One One of the biggest turning points in my life was when... I was stationed with the Marine Corps in Okinawa. It was my first time ever being out of the United States. And so I don't know if this happens to everybody, but that being the first place that I ever saw outside of the United States, it, it, it totally rocked my my perspective, my worldview. Um, it was like nothing that I had ever seen before. I had never felt so far away from everything familiar to me. Um, it was a game changer for me, thought-wise. The world started to open up for me a little bit more, and I started to realize, oh, my God, you know, everything that I've known up until now is not... 100% accurate I have fallacies you know 
some of my thoughts are, are wrong. Something that I, I'm not proud of, right? Uh, so I'm not bragging or I, I don't want it to come across as like I'm, I'm making light of it. I'm making a joke. But to be honest with you, like I, I didn't really even understand the difference between Japan, Korea, China, right? That's how narrow my, my worldview was. It all was lumped into, you know, just somewhere far away that I would probably never see and, and didn't really care that much about, right? As a kid course I care about it now um but like up until then no no real no real perspective I didn't have anything to lean on like no experience or, or whatever so why would it be important to me I was just a kid growing up in uh, uh, kind of a rural town in northwest Georgia but you know during my time there things there became important to me and still to this day like I, I get really good feelings when I think about you know the people that I met there um, the experiences that I had and and actually the the physical place I love going back to Okinawa it's beautiful um, if you've never been I, I suggest that you put that on your bucket list um, there's so many places like that. I mean, to, you know, I hope I will probably never set foot on every place in every continent or whatever in the entire world. I'm sure there's people that have, but I learned so much from, you know, just like a year. I think I was there for like a year and nine months or something like that. Uh, things completely changed for me as far as like how I thought about things. And to be fair, you know, now I'm thinking about it, there's there's been plenty of times during my life where people have helped me enormously, and that was a place where people helped me enormously. Uh, I am not a super agreeable person, and I'm kind of stubborn, hard-headed, and um, there were people, quite frankly, there that helped me survive uh, being at a Marine Corps duty station because it's way different than being um, what you would call the the blue side. Um, there are people that, that definitely kept me kept my nose clean and kept me out of trouble, and so you know there are those people that step in for sure, and I realize that, and so um, and I think I I mentioned that before. Like, it's not all doom and gloom. Yes, people are there. But my point earlier was that ultimately it's, you know, it's your job to make good decisions and to or to make the best decision. It may not be good, um, but to make the best decision you can with the information that you have available. Uh, yeah, and so my worldview changed. And so I'm proud to say that 
now I know the difference for sure between Japanese, Chinese, Korean, uh, Malaysian, Filipino, uh, you know. But I still don't fool myself and think that I know everything because, like I said before, I have not been everywhere in the world. I know there's plenty of places that I don't even think about on a day-to-day. I know that if I went there, I'd probably think they're cool and I'd probably want to learn more about them and I would probably end up being a better person because of it. So... I also got to visit other places while I was in the Navy. Um, I'm not going to go through like a whole list, but I got to see other countries and other cultures. And so those were eye openers too. I got to do things that were very foreign to me, right? Like repelling off of uh, a couple hundred foot tower, relying on somebody to belay me and literally keep me from dying as I free fell, you know, attached to a rope off of this tower. Um, shooting a 50 cal machine gun. Riding in the Hummer. Being on a field X. Um, things I had never done before. Things I didn't even think I could do. And there's so many people that have done so much more. So I'm not bragging, not trying to get cool points for laying out all the cool things that I did. Uh, but yeah, so just everything changed the way that I thought and felt. I was a different person. I had an opportunity during my young life. I had many opportunities to make decisions some of the decisions I made were stupid. Actually, a lot. I would say, like, the majority were stupid. Fortunately, I made enough good ones that I'm able to be alive here today. I, I think that and, and, like, a whole lot of luck and other people that stepped in to help me. <laughs> uh, so I've had opportunities since my time in the military to um, go to school and learn more about the theory and the function, how things work with uh, computers and even with society. You know, I took all kinds of classes on uh, real estate law and macro and microeconomics, sociology, uh, marketing, learning how people behave, learning patterns of behavior, learning how to get to the psyche of people, like harness those core impulses to make them buy things. So there are patterns of behavior and there are ways to manipulate those. I definitely... I definitely I definitely believe, I definitely think that it makes sense 
some of the things that I learned uh, about uh, and I can't even remember what the exact class was, but it was kind of like a sociology class where um, we studied, uh, you know, culture based on, well, th the class is more than this, but I remember we, one of the things that we studied was like, you know, proximity to uh, Foot Locker or uh, Popeyes or, um, certain stores right if those stores landed in a neighborhood like the surrounding neighborhood you know like crime rate would would go up and um real estate values would diminish um it it was very sad and also interesting how these areas could be influenced by simply placing, you know, a certain kind of store there. There were a lot of other things, that, you know, in that class too that I had never thought about. Um, I became aware of. And so I, I fully think that everybody doesn't get a fair shake. And so when I say that everybody has to make their own decisions, I'm not implying that people have to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, right? I'm not implying that everybody has the same opportunities because I don't believe that. I don't believe everybody has the same opportunities because I live that. My life after I moved with my dad is completely different than when I live with my mom. I would have had zero opportunities with her. Right? So I know the difference. I've seen the difference in my own life. But I've also studied and seen case studies of how other people's lives are affected by the neighborhood that they live in or unfortunately the the color of their skin so in no way do I want to diminish uh, those things I believe them to be true uh, yeah so I'm not saying that everybody has the same opportunity and you should just deal with it or, or whatever. Please don't misquote me um, on that. But all I can say is that if people don't try to make good decisions for themselves and think about things and start dialogues and try to get to know the perceived opposition, right? If you don't start conversations, you never know. It's just like me, you know, even right now, I'm still learning things that I have no idea. I'm back in school. I'm studying things I've never, <laughs> I've never studied before. I, I'll be honest with you. 
when I took on this program, I thought, hmm, that looks easy enough. This will be simple. Now that I'm into it, it's anything but. It's it's super difficult. There's a lot of uh, intricacies, but I made the mistake of assuming and generalizing, right? I overestimated my capability. But I made the decision, and so now I have to keep on with it or not I have to make little decisions as I go what's going to be the the right way and then at the end of it if it works out or if it doesn't then that's 100% owned by me and so I just use the information that's available to me and try to make the best decision that I possibly can but anyway this isn't all about me Uh, my whole point is you know what do I believe I believe that like public enemy says you should not believe the hype right don't believe the hype don't believe what's given to you uh, by the media or by even your quote-unquote friends or family don't believe it investigate get to know what's really going on and even if you see things that are going on your eyes may fool you because we're all conditioned to perceive things a different way based on all of the life experiences that we've had leading up to that one moment, right? So two people can stand in the same area, witness the same thing, and have a totally different set of emotions or a totally different... uh, idea of what's going on now please don't be confused i'm not trying to say that uh what's happened uh recently and the same thing has happened many times in the past i'm not trying to say that this was all just a matter of uh perception that's not what i'm i'm not even trying to touch on that instance i'm just saying as a point Be extra careful always, even if you see things, you may need to stop and think about what you're seeing, process that, investigate a little bit more, and formulate how you're going to deal with it, um, how you're going to proceed going forward. I'm not saying that what has happened has not happened or, or anything like that, so please don't get confused. I don't think anybody was. But just in case, um, I definitely believe that horrible things have happened recently. I'm not happy about the state of the world and um, and what's going on. And I definitely want to see a day where um, this doesn't happen anymore, where it's not a factor. But so, yeah, so basically just don't get sucked in don't be somebody else's guinea pig don't rally with the troops just because it seems like everybody else is doing it make the decision for yourself try 
to have as many conversations with as many people as you can and not be not go into those with preconceived notions of how they're going to turn out or um, you know just be understanding that people are people nobody's been around long enough to know what's going on nobody really knows what's happened in history of course that's probably all distorted nobody definitely knows what's happening in the future nobody can really say and so we're all just kind of like living in the moment and we just have to do the best with the information that we've been given um so I have seen some things that are kind of disturbing. A lot of um, pandering, a lot of virtue signaling. Um, I'm not sure why a clothing company that sells shorts and other gear at crazy price points right i'm not sure why they need to come out and like make bold statements right that's a clothing company i'm i'm confused by a lot of things that are coming up on social media and so that shouldn't be surprising because most things that come up on social media are um, pandering and virtue signaling but I find it really disingenuous when you know like big companies suddenly are coming on and making bold statements about um, how you know these 12-step plans of how they're gonna change everything and like one company said that they were going to only deal with non- racist companies like they were only going to do business to business with non-racist companies and i'm thinking you know that's great that that would be a great thing to do how exactly do you verify that is that a real thing that you're saying right so understand my problem is not with companies coming out to support um in in this time it's just are they really or is this them just trying to make people buy their stuff you know i don't know to me if it's the latter it's kind of gross and of course you know there's always people that you never hear from otherwise that during these kind of uh these hot points have like all kinds of stuff on their profiles or they're pushing out you know content trying to signal that you know they're this way or that so my thing is i'm never mad at that if that's truly how they feel i can't be mad at that i'm happy if a company wants to support everybody being able to live their life without being messed with and if they're against terrible things right 
how am I going to be against that or, or mad at it? I'm not mad at at that part of it. If that's genuinely what it is, I I'm perturbed. If it's just a publicity stunt, right? If it goes from 100% support now to an afterthought in a month or two. But anyways, that's just, you know, that's my opinion. I'm still learning, so if it doesn't agree with yours, then I'm sorry. Maybe I will get more information and I'll be able to feel a different a different way about it. But for right now, I just feel like maybe there's a little bit of kind of cheap shot marketing going on where companies are trying to align with um, a very prominent issue. Not because they care, but just because it's such a prominent issue that they're trying to get exposure for their company. Um, one of the things that I saw from the company that sells high-end uh, outdoor gear. Or was it from them? No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I misspoke. There's a publication that I actually subscribe to. And it's a running... It's a magazine about running. We'll put it that way. And uh, there was a whole campaign that they did about how there is such a thing as outdoor privilege and how certain ethnicities don't have the same exposure or ability to be outdoors and so everyone else more or less should somehow feel guilty and compelled to do like all these different steps that that they listed out I maybe I have some more to learn on that I really didn't see how it it tied into what's going on and uh, how it pertained to you know the atrocities that had had been committed um, stuff like that. I don't understand it. Maybe I'm just, maybe I just don't know. Maybe I'm ignorant. So stuff like that is what I'm talking about. Where it seems like they're maybe stretching it. Trying to get out a message out to get exposure for their brand. Not really helping. Not really wanting. Not sincerely trying to help. Um, but anyway, who am I to judge? My suggestion for everybody is to just be nice. It's hard. But start talking to people that you can't stand or that you think you hate. You're probably going to find out that they're just people. 
and they have things going wrong in their life and maybe they've got some things going good in their life but everybody I think lives in kind of like a state of chaos where they're juggling all the different uh, goings on and trying to do the best with, with what they've got but again ask yourself to if you need to ask yourself why you don't like people or um, yeah really think about it instead of just maybe doing it because that's how you were raised or that's what you've been led to believe was the path Uh, like I said I've seen all people I mean I've seen all types of people I haven't seen all people I've seen all types of people good and bad and they come in all hues uh, there's all different types so to even think that a person can understand like every personality that exists it's uh it's an error and to assume things about another human being is an error um, no matter what you're basing that assumption off of if it's skin color if it's the car they drive uh, the area they live in the country they're from I don't know anything that you're going to base that stuff off of uh, turn your nose up at somebody is uh or maybe the opposite run to somebody and you know listen to everything they say and you know uh count out to them because of who they are you know where they're from where they live the car they drive skin color whatever yeah so it goes both ways don't fall into that trap assuming is not a good thing to do um, you need to qualify those assumptions with actual facts or the best information that you can get. So those are those are my beliefs on that. I hope the the world will get better. I've been around for almost forty years, and I thought it had gotten a little better but I don't know I'm not so sure did anything really change I don't know it seems like no it seems like things are leaning more towards no right now um, I think there's a lot more distractions nowadays that keep our minds off of things but I think there's just as, as much crazy stuff happen so what to do what to do um, well you could give up you could give up and just lay down and, and die but what does that really solve I don't think it really solves anything 
it wastes what David Goggins calls your untapped human potential. So you may actually be the one that puts it into all of this, that formulates a plan. Or you may be important in some other way. I don't think laying down and dying is the answer. And I don't think any subset of, of that is the answer. I think that we need to continue to live and reassess our situation. Think about what's important around us. Um, just for the record, I don't think anybody no matter what race or creed or where you come from, I don't think anybody should ever be ashamed to go out on the trail and run. That's garbage to me. And anybody coming at me can miss me with that nonsense. And any, uh, any uh, configuration or, or whatever of that, get out of here with that. Um, yeah, I don't know why I took a stance on that, but, but anyway, that, I just found it really weird. That whole thing was really weird, but so, so yeah, so don't lay down and give up. Uh, don't accept this as the end. Don't, don't accept the situation as it is. But I think that there's a time for being tactical, for having emotions, for showing those emotions, right? I don't think that right now, if people weren't out protesting, I don't think that it would be listened to if people were quiet, right? So people being out protesting probably a great thing right now because it's bringing a lot of attention to this issue which I think it deserves at the same time while people are out protesting we need to remain human beings right and while cops are out policing they need to remain human beings and both sides right it's not even sides we're all human but no matter what your station is in life, me sitting in my armchair right now doing this podcast, I need to keep my self adjusted, right? To where I'm always mindful that there's other human beings on this planet other than me. All of them have a multitude of experiences and things that have formed their thoughts, their, the way they act. I can't be 100% omniscient and aware of all of those things. And I need to be respectful of that. And everybody does, right? We need to start talking to each other and not hating each other because that's what, you know, grandpappy did or that's what mama did or, or whatever. Um, we may not trust each other as people 
but somewhere that's gonna have to start there's still gonna have to be a conversation or else we're never gonna trust each other to be honest I don't uh, I don't trust a lot of people <laughs> it, it's been my experience that you can't trust the majority of people people even the ones that are the most close to you will turn their backs on you when you need something or you know in those times when when you're when you're in trouble or if you disagree even it's amazing how even family will turn their backs on you or turn their backs on each other I'll say and so if that never gets reconciled if there's never a discussion then it just remains the way it is and it never goes it never reaches any point of normalcy there's never a conversation nothing ever changes so are we going to stay like this forever or are we going to try to, to actually do something and so we can push each other we can um, yell and scream and be violent we can break our, our, our each other's things we can steal but does that really help I don't know I don't think so it definitely sends a message. I don't know what the message is, though. We'll see. But I think if... I think that I'm oversimplifying things for sure. Who Who's going to start this discussion? How is that going to go? How long is it going to take? Well, I guess it's going to take a long time. Because I think it took a long time for all of this to come to be. And so it's just, it's kind of like if you gain a bunch of weight, right? There's really not a magic wand that will get you back to, to being skinny again overnight. You can maybe get liposuction or something like that, but that doesn't, that doesn't uh, get you back to where you were um, necessarily. It'll get you back in some areas. And then also, that's not a permanent solution. So it can always go back to what you don't want. If you address the actual issue and you continue to have a pattern of behaviors that supports the good outcome, then that can be long-lasting right I botched that example but hopefully you get what I mean we've got to start talking to each other and not in sound bites and not in um, preconceived notions and assumptions and our condition uh, with our conditioned thoughts in trepidation in distrust of each other we're gonna have to we're all gonna have to open up be open and honest because i think a lot of people are hurting a lot of people silently hurt 
Um, there's things that happened to me when I was a kid that still hurt me to this day. I don't forget them. So imagine if somebody lives their entire life with people having preconceived notions and thoughts about them based on, you know, an attribute that they have. Imagine what that does to a person. Imagine how that feels to live an entire life that way. Probably pretty awful. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, the key thing, if you take anything away from this, is just, you know, the, the points that I've stressed the most. You can't trust anybody to give you the real deal. You have to formulate that for yourself. Don't join groups. Don't get into group thought. Think for yourself. No, everything may not turn out okay. But you can't give up. You have to keep going. Why? Because if you don't, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the next generation. It doesn't do anything for you personally. What you see, if you look around you right now, wherever you're at, look around you. That is not going to be where you're at probably a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. That's how you have to think. I'm not going to be here forever. Things are going to change. I'm going to change. People are going to change, hopefully. But that's how you got to look at the world. You have to be very objective. Don't be subjective. Don't let the, your past dictate your future either. There is a certain amount of... There's a certain amount of that that has to be done, right? Like if you're, if you're going to cross a busy street, you know that cars are dangerous, right? You don't want to cross the street when there's a car barreling towards you. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. Like there's situations that may put you in danger that you have to use that kind of thinking. But like when you're dealing with other people, you, you can't always think like that. You have to keep yourself safe, but at the same time, don't let... something that's not substantiated right make you weary of, of some someone for for no reason but anyways I'm I'm probably not making sense at this point but I think maybe everybody gets it um, be yourself be your own person don't fall into groupthink because guarantee that group will not be there for you when it hits the fan. It'll seem like that all the way up until the end, until they turn their backs on you and you're all by yourself in whatever torment you've landed in. Then those people will just become bystanders. So make your own way. Think your own thoughts. Um, 
I think I've, I've, I've said this too many times already. So on to, um, I guess the more bearable part of this podcast, hopefully. Sorry, I just had to kind of say all that um, just to get it out. I'll be honest with you. Um, the last, well, the last couple of months have not been great. I mean, uh, just life in general has been uh, quite a ride. And there's times at work where haha, I'm just on the, I'm on the verge of, you know, breaking into tears. Uh, just, you know, thinking about what is going on and just life in, in general. Life is uh, tough enough. And then now we've got all this other stuff going on with seas and uh, tragedies that are happening. Um, yeah, it, it does. It almost makes you want to just lay down and do nothing for forever. Uh, but you, you know, people can't live that way. It's, uh, it's not gonna, nothing will change. Nothing will get better. Um, but yeah, so it's been, it's been rough and, um, it's been rough for everybody. I forgot what my point and even mentioned that was, it's been rough. What can I say? Uh, So to get away from that, uh, of course, I've been I've been doing my running and it helps a lot. I definitely notice if I don't go, you know, I can get my mind off of things if I'm out, you know, on Beach Road or, or somewhere for a little bit. Um, another, I'll be honest. I didn't really know how to approach this this issue or if I even should. I felt like that I should not just do a podcast where I don't talk about it at all. Um, because, I mean, that would be like, it's not even happening. And I definitely don't want to do that. I, you know, I believe that this is happening. I believe that it's systemic. I believe that it's wrong. Um, at the same time, I believe that I'm a numbskull and I don't have a lot of, a lot of great advice. And I know me, I know, you know, I mean, you've bore witness to the last however many minutes of me talking. I do not articulate things well and I stumble over uh, myself. And so my fear was, you know, even though I want to do a good thing and, you know, say good things, I'm going to mess up and, you know, unduly uh, upset people. And that's not what I want to do. And so hopefully if you are angry, please, uh, don't take anything that I've said as being dismissive. I, 
I didn't really know how to approach this. I've tried several times to record this podcast and just ended up like in a really depressing uh, place and I just really depressed me so much that I just turned off uh, the recording left it alone uh, but I felt like I needed to talk about it it's not a virtue signaling thing it's not uh, I'm not pandering to anyone um, if you know me there's maybe five people in the whole world that really actually truly know me but if you know me at all you know that um, this is not pandering it's not virtue signaling the neighborhood that I lived in as a kid was predominantly not white um, the neighborhood that we moved from in Decatur when we moved to Hawaii was I honest I'll be honest with you. I think that besides me and my wife and my son, I think we were the only, we were the only, I guess, white slash Asian people in probably, I don't know, I'm just guessing, I would say 10, 15 square miles. So... No, I don't think I should get an uh, award for that. I don't think that that makes me like uh, Gandhi. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, you know, I live what I'm saying. I don't have any reservations about people because of the color of their skin. Or really anything else. So I hope that if he's listening, he won't be offended by this. But my best friend, well... Yeah, he's my best friend on this this whole island. He's got um, gauges. I think he's got dreadlocks. Um, tattoos all over his body. Um, he is what I would coin as a very free thinker. Not at all. He doesn't. He doesn't look like me. He's. He's much smarter than me. I'll, he's um, way more educated, much more articulate. Um, but so, you know, when I see people, if they're interesting, they're interesting, right? It doesn't matter to me. It never has. There's been so many times in my life where a lot of people have stepped in to help me or have got me through a tough patch and I can remember um, a lot of times when those people happened to be people of color when I was a kid um, our next door neighbor Mr. Wilson he gave me a pair of shoes just out of the goodness of his heart, he took them right off his feet and gave them to me because whatever I was wearing, I guess, uh, wasn't uh, uh, worn out or whatever. And so he felt 
so bad he took his shoes off and gave them to me like a, a brand new pair of shoes um friends in the military there i would have made it through you know without knowing these people but certainly they made it a lot better um i can remember my friend christopher um dixon when i was in um, field medical service school we used to hang out and um, walk out on the uh, uh, what do you call it the the shore break um, down in Oceanside and you know we were young we would make up these uh, elaborate stories about our alter egos and so the thing with being in the military and especially if you're anywhere on a Marine Corps base is that um, there is a lot of authority that, that is above you and um, it's a very high stress thing for most uh, young men and women to be in that environment 24-7 um, and so to, to get past that me and Chris we would make up stories about our alter egos and you know it was just our alter egos were us our names spelled backwards and so his was uh in the military we all went by by our last name so his was noxid and we would make up all kinds of um bizarre scenarios where you know his alter ego noxid would um cause some kind of uh, anarchy in the normal routine but so I still remember, I don't remember the exact conversations, but I remember, you know, having those times uh, with him and just, you know, cutting up and being silly, like being just goofy. And um, I, you know, honestly, like there weren't that many cool people in uh, field medical service school. Actually, one, one guy um, got me in trouble because we had just come back from um, the field. And for anybody that doesn't know, the field is like anytime you go out into a training area and you're sleeping in tents and you're training like out. And in um, Camp Pendleton, this was like in the desert training area. So we had just come back from the field. I think we were out there for like a couple, a couple like maybe a week or I can't remember, but uh, we had come back, and so one of the things that we had to do was uh, every uh, every piece of our gear had to be clean, right? And this happens every time you come back from the field, um, and actually every day that you're in the military, all of your stuff is supposed to be 100% immaculate, and so um, we were supposed to come back from the field and polish our boots and have them looking like brand spanking new and they have to be left at the end of the bed and so the guy in the top bunk leaves his on one side the guy in the bottom bunk leaves his on the other side and so what happened with um, this guy was that he didn't clean his boots this was not Christopher by the way this was another guy um he took my boots and swapped them with his boots and so you don't you can't even fathom 
the uh, the rain of hellfire that came down upon uh, both of us. At first, it was just me. So I got taken out of uh, class. I'm supposed to be learning how to save people's lives in combat. I get taken out of class by the gunnery sergeant who begins to berate me and also at the same time is making me do jumping jacks whilst he berates me for the terrible condition of my boots. And so I'm doing jumping jacks faster, 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 you know, and also trying to catch my breath and explain to him what I think has happened because I had no idea. Um, he tells me, all right, you've got, what did he say? You got however many minutes, I don't know, like five minutes or something. You got five minutes, right? To go back to the bunk, bring me your boots and bring me his boots, right? So it would take 15 minutes to drive there and back. And so the gunnery sergeant gave me five minutes. So it was, I was doomed either way. In the end, the other guy copped to it after the gunnery sergeant made him also do jumping jacks like incessantly and I I think probably Gunny was pretty smart he probably knew what was going on the whole time but um, those were the kind of people that were in this training uh, with me and so to have somebody there like Chris where I could just talk to him and act goofy and somebody that would actually be there um, most people were out you know drinking and uh, after hours or, or whatever um, I didn't do that much at least not in my my young life um, so yeah um, people like Chris later on uh, going on Field X and Korea Smitty uh, things as simple as just you know liking hip hop like um Tribe Called Quest or um, Del the Funky Homo Sapien or something like that. Who would have thought that um, some guy from, well, I mean, a guy from New York and then a guy from uh, Georgia, right, that just happened to like the, the same music would, you know, be able to formulate a friendship like that. Um, and having somebody there also to talk to was awesome because uh again like i said before not the most i am not the most agreeable person kind of stubborn and hard-headed and so um there were a lot of people that i rubbed the wrong way (laughs) during my time in the military because i've never been one even in the military to really um accept a heavy-handed approach to to things and so you can imagine what a fish out of water i was for five years um it's actually pretty amazing that uh i survived those those five years because i'm pretty sure there were people that wanted to kill me um not seriously but um so that and then you know like neighbors in our last neighborhood it was nice to have uh, those neighbors to talk to and so there was some trepidation in moving into 
uh, neighborhood that was predominantly um, all people of color. And then it was just me and my wife. And I honestly, I don't think there were any other uh, white people around. And so, but we learned that was another uh, transformative experience, right? Was living in that area and seeing that, you know, the day to day. What is it? What is it like? It's like anywhere else. Um, people are people. We have the same basic needs. People will be friendly if you're friendly to them. People will be hateful if you're hateful to them. I mean, that's that's generally the way that it works. Um, Georgia State. That was another. That's a ten percent. What is that? Ten percent minority or or more. I think way more than that at uh, Georgia State. Did I say Georgia Tech? I'm not smart enough to go to Georgia Tech. I Georgia State. Um, not that people at Georgia State aren't smart. I'm just saying, like I would never get into Georgia Tech. I'm I'm definitely at Georgia State. Um, going there though, I think I've really put my foot in my mouth a couple of times during this podcast. So. If I said anything stupid, just know that I'm stupid and uh, disregard. I didn't mean it that way, so just take it the good way. Um, but yeah, like going to that school, meeting the people there, it was it was an interesting experience. It was cool to see, like, because people at Georgia State, it was such, uh, you know, culture cultures were on display and so everybody was kind of like you know it's kind of like a fashion show like anybody from Atlanta will tell you like if you want to see what's in vogue you go to Georgia State right that's where all the the smartly dressed like the latest trends like you go there so that was cool and that you know definitely a good experience another learning experience um all different people of all different ilks and creeds and colors and and all that and so i forgot i thought i was going to start talking about running but apparently i didn't uh yeah so i mean so many positive influences or so many positive thoughts memories people in in my life who have been um, people of color, despite all of the preconceived notions that the, the world would have you believe, right? When I actually saw these people for what they actually are, there's nothing bad. There's nothing sinister. We got along. It was a matter of talking and getting to know one another, right? Once that hurdle was overcome, there's people are people. But yeah, so I mean, that's all I will say on that. I'm going to stop while I'm somewhat ahead. Um, running, running. Uh, like I say, I've been doing a, a fair amount. It's been keeping me somewhat sane. Um, have I been thinking about 
people that I've known, people of color, yeah, for sure. I've been thinking about all of that and kind of, you know, it's been top of mind recently for sure. Uh, I, you know, I really don't, I, I don't want to talk about the details of everything because it's tough to talk about, but I think I do think about the particular situation that, that happened in, in Georgia and, um, what happened to that kid. Uh, and that's tough. That, that's really tough to think about. And, um, yeah. But um, trying to temper that also with all of the the good thoughts and the hopes that you know this thing will will get worked out that that won't be the the future. I don't want that to be my son's future. Um, I don't want him to grow up in a in a world like that. It's just it's not it's not good. And so pressing on, I've been trying to maintain um, and just do what I need to do to keep myself like mentally uh, mentally right and able to like process information and make the right decisions. And so I've been. I've been staying at it, and I think anybody out there that's going through some stuff, it's understandable for sure. Don't give up your your routine. Um, it's not petty. It's not superficial. Yes, fight the good fight, but also remember to take care of yourself and, you know, keep your head right. Keep doing what you need to do. Um, to keep yourself in, in fully in the game. Uh, all right, so it's really it's hard for me to segue from talking about everything that I've been talking about into just simply talking about running. But I guess to make the segue, all right, I'm gonna have to depart from what I was everything I was just talking about. I'm gonna have to depart from to kind of make it more into this running portion okay um so to make that segue i'm gonna say talking about getting to know people there have been a lot of interesting people on beach road that i need to know more about um one of the most prominent people that i've seen on beach road in the last couple of weeks was an elderly lady that was carrying a kiddie pool down Beach Road and I saw her a couple times. I was warned about her by a passing vehicle. I guess when they saw her, she was in the kiddie pool in the middle of the road. Uh, Anybody that's been on Beach Road or has heard me talk about it knows that Vehicles do not go slow down that road, and um, it's a hilly road, so you don't always see, you know, everything that's directly in front of you. So being in the middle of the road is not a good place to be. So I guess this this lady was 
in the middle of the road in the kiddie pool. When I saw her, she was carrying the kiddie pool once, and then the second time I saw her, I believe she was sleeping in the kiddie pool, which is actually kind of smart because there's ants and centipedes and all kinds of critters uh, on the ground here. But I don't, I don't know the whole story behind her. That was, that was interesting. I would like to know more about what was going on there. My theory is that she had gotten the kiddie pool, maybe for like a grandchild or maybe for a pet or maybe even for herself. And she was just carrying it from one place to another because she didn't have a car or she wasn't able to drive or or something um i don't know uh you just never know i mean i think that pretty much sums up all of the things that i've been talking about there's no way to really know for sure uh, what was going on with that lady unless i talked to her and then possibly even then, I don't, she may not have even known what, what was going on. Um, so, so, yeah, so that was one. And then uh, this was not a person, but a kind of concerning thing that happened. Um, I was running one day in the afternoon, evening time, and came across what looked like i i don't know what kind of uh thing this was but it looked like a propane tank and it was completely on fire and it was like popping like bursts of flames out of the side um and so to me it looked like a propane tank that was like licking flame like maybe it still had some propane in it why anybody would set this on fire and put it on the side of the road down beach road i don't know um it's a problem in that area i can say like people dump all kinds of things on the side of the road and it's really sad uh, because it is a beautiful area it's a a dense uh tropical rainforest um and it's beautiful for what it is but people throw all kinds of trash, like, you know, entire living rooms of furniture. I think I've said it before, um, are out there, TVs and, and everything. So um, that day they had thrown this tank out there. I went by to look at it in runs after that, and I wasn't able to tell what it was. It kind of looked like the the inside, like the barrel part of a washing machine, but I don't know how that would be on fire. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. But so the point is this thing was on fire and, and I thought it was a propane tank. And I also thought that it might explode um, at any moment. So the first thing I did was ran towards the oncoming vehicle, the, you know, the 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 one that I saw, oh, how do I, how do I wear that? As soon as I saw a vehicle, I ran right towards it and I was waving it down. And of course, like this is COVID time. And also I carry a knife in the side of my shorts when I'm out running down there, um, just for dogs and pigs. And then maybe a crazy person, hopefully not a person, but, um, 
I'm waving at, at this lady and she kind of like waves back but then just keeps on going um, I don't blame her I wouldn't have stopped either but I wanted to flag her down to see if she would call the fire department to come hose this thing down in hindsight kind of stupid because I don't think that the fire department would have come out into the middle of Beach Road to to put this thing out I don't know maybe they would but um yeah anyways so that lady probably thought that I was pretty um quote unquote interesting um but not interesting enough to stop she just kept right on going she waved at me and kept on going so that was kind of a little insight that will be helpful for me because now I know if anything actually is going really wrong um, I'm not going to be able to stop a vehicle for help they're probably just going to keep going so uh, food for thought um, safety wise for me at least I've seen a lot more well I say a lot more I've seen more runners out on beach road which is kind of cool it's good to see you know other people out there doing the same thing of course there's always people that are out there doing other things like you know biking or walking or um, hiking i guess but um it's good to see other runners out there too nothing really too crazy of course like cars are going by faster than they should and then you know cars do go slow sometimes when they see me and so a big shout out to all the slow cars out on beach road um i'm thinking about starting a page on the running thought site that's just dedicated to like the rules of the road but like the rules of beach road and so i've got some you know that i've already thought up like um, just because beach roads open 24-7 doesn't mean you should be on beach road 24-7 <laughs> or something like that, you know. Um, but just have like an ongoing list. Like every time I think of something, just put like an extra layer and then just have it like scroll up on that page. Like the rules of beach road. Because it is such an interesting place. It's like an episode of Reno 911 kind of. Um, oh yeah so <laughs> a couple of things the first one not so climactic but was running like I think the, the evening before last and there was a big bore on the side of the road and there was also a Dodge Ram that was coming down the road and so the, the bore was trying to escape from the Dodge Ram but then also it saw me coming in the opposite direction of the Dodge Ram. And so there was like a, there was some thinking going on with the, the boar. And this is a pretty big one um, as to like where the, whether it was going to run away from the Dodge and like towards me or whether it was going to ditch and go off in a, into the jungle. And so for a minute there, it was kind of tense because this animal was like, zigzagging and I was just kind of waiting for it to to charge me but uh, it did not thankfully so that was kind of exciting and then um, let's see there was something else that was even more exciting than that oh yes 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 
So I've talked about it before, I think. There's one particular, I guess, parcel of land where I always hear dogs barking, but it seems like they're way far off in the distance, but there's always a commotion. Like, and it sounds like feral dogs, like in a pack. Well, recently I've, I've had one run in where I, I didn't even hear them. I turned around and there's like four or five of these little dogs, like nothing too ominous or foreboding, but uh, just these little dogs in a pack and they all look rough they're you know like dirty I, I don't know if they even have collars but um they're all standing behind me and then like as i turn around they gave chase and like started barking so that was kind of crazy i wasn't like scared of that obviously but uh it was kind of crazy and then uh another a couple days after i was going past his house and <laughs> there was only one dog that came out and uh, looking at him like he was uh, obviously he hated my guts for for what reason I don't know but um he was very you know sketched out by by me but his eyes were kind of blued over you know like uh when dogs get older and maybe cataracts or, or whatever have uh, formed in their eyes so I think he couldn't see that good but he could see like motion so whenever I moved he would get like antsy and start barking and growling at me and um, kind of like jumping getting a little jumpy um, so I saw that guy and then on the way back like I guess he was waiting on me because he had his buddies and so as I passed that house they all gave chase and so I was having to like really run uh, away from them they were hunting me down all these uh these dogs and so i had given them a name but now i can't remember what what the their gang name is um if i think of it i'll i'll mention it in another episode but, uh, oh um somebody decided to be edgy and painted a pentagram on the road and then also I noticed they painted pentagrams on trees so I don't really know like the difference between pentagram and a pentacle I think I know that there is a difference I know like one is for Wiccan stuff and then the other is like a satanic thing I guess um, but Somebody decided to be edgy and paint those things down there. So it's really weird because it's uh, kind of like a pristine sort of rainforest setting. And then, you know, it is Hawaii. So, um, yes, there's definitely strange things here. But that is not the top of the list of things you think of, like, that you're going to see um, out in in Hawaii. Especially not in the middle of... Um, even Beach Road, I wouldn't think you'd see stuff down there, but I don't know. Hopefully that will uh, get rubbed off or, or something soon. It's kind of weird. There's one particular van that's parked down in that area, and I 
don't know if it's the van, but there's also like the, the deathly smell, um, you know, like maybe a pig died or, or something like in that general area. And so that was kind of weird too. Like a couple of days I, I went by and this van had like this nasty, it, or maybe it wasn't the van, just that area had like this gross, you know, smell of death. And, um, or it could have been like old trash that somebody threw on the side of the road. I don't know. But, but yeah, so that was kind of sketch. I don't want to be offensive to like whoever drives that van um, and say it was the van, but maybe coincidence. I don't know. It did make me think, but I mean, what do you really do with that thought? Like call the cops. They're not going to come investigate because there's a smell. Um, anyways, um, but it's been nice weather and you know, that's been helpful. But other than that, nothing, nothing really too crazy. I've been up to uh, power lines, kind of Pu'o trail. Um, that's kind of where I go now instead of um, the waterfalls. I haven't been back since I ran into the new signs that they posted. I'm still not sure they. The um, DLNR guy never called me back, so I haven't really pressed it further. I kind of, I like going up to power lines because there's not that many people there. Um, Pu'u'o'o Trail is a little more crowded, it seems like. So I don't, I have not been going on that. I do like that trail, and it actually meets up with power lines. Um, but I haven't been on that. I tried Kalmana Trail recently, but I didn't think that that was a great one for running. It's pretty short, first of all, and then, uh, it's really, um, so it's like a, a lava flow, but there's a lot of like, um, I guess step downs and step ups and like a lot of places that you could trip or get your foot stuck in a hole or something like that. So, um, plus the day I went, it was raining, so it was slick. I actually left the trail and then just ran up the highway, which was kind of dangerous, uh, back up to my truck. I guess it wasn't that dangerous. There was plenty of median, but, um, I would have rather been on the trail, like real far away from, from cars, but, but anyways, um, and then other than that, I think I talked the last episode maybe about, um, going up to my work friend Eric's place and then running, um, out there. And I think I maybe even posted maps. And so I'll have to post some more stuff up on the the website it's just been crazy and with school too I've not had a lot of time to really sit down and, and do anything else but work on school projects and then you know doing doing my daily runs um, and that's I'm usually pretty tired at the end of the day but yeah so I feel like I've been talking for a long long time I'm gonna go ahead and um, 
I'm going to end this for now because speaking of school and other stuff, I've got school and other stuff to do right now. Um, but yeah, so I'll just leave you by saying that, you know, again, look around. What you see now is not forever. Uh, things are going to change one way or the other. Uh, my hope, 100% for everybody is that things will get better and things won't be the same as they are right now. Um, if you're out there and you're hurting, and even if you're out there and you're not hurting, I don't know how you could be a human and not be hurting right now, but um, either way, if you're out there and you're feeling like nobody cares, I care on some level. Um, I care about you. I want you to do good. Um, I love you. Uh, as a human being, human to human, brother and sister, um, be kind to each other and try to get to know the other person. Try not to go into things with that argumentative argumentative is that a word with that spirit of being argumentative try to go into things trying to um understand accept things that you cannot control right accept that you can't don't accept things you can't control accept that you can't control everything um, don't try to control other people's thoughts and you don't have to convince everybody like everybody doesn't have to capitulate and do um the same as everybody else but we can all have different thoughts and different opinions and still you know at the core love each other and respect each other and treat each other um and give each other basic human rights um and i, I can safely say that everybody deserves that much um but yeah, so love each other, be kind. Um, this is not going to last forever. Meaning that the discussion should be had and we should find a solution so that this never happens um, going forward. And it's not something that we have to ever worry about or our kids have to worry about. Um, yeah, and so maybe I'm being a dreamer, but that's my hope, and um, time will tell. Keep taking care of yourself, keep running, keep doing whatever you do. Um, I will try to do another episode soon. Thank you, everybody that is um, listening. Um, speaking of the Navy, actually, my friend Steve, um, who I've talked about before on the podcast and our little adventures um, smuggling our bikes on the Amtrak train uh, back in core school. He actually told me the other day that he had started listening to episode one and um, he said he liked it. I don't know if he really liked it, but um, fingers crossed. Hopefully he did and hopefully he'll continue on listening but um but yeah so that's all
Like, and if I if I made you feel upset or anything like that, just know that um, first of all, I'm a dummy, and uh, it was not meant to do that. Second of all, I'm still learning, just like everybody else, and there's things that uh, that I've yet to discover. So, you know, please look at it in that light and. Forgive me for any shortcomings that I've had uh, over the past however many minutes this has been. But yeah, just um, keep on keeping on, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.